All right, I'm going to center this. All right, I have a tendency to walk all over the place, so let me spice it a little bit. And I normally am not so old school with these paper notes here, but um, overseas te your technology overseas doesn't always do exactly what you want it to do, so I was prepared just in case I couldn't access a few things. So, so anyway, um, but I am so glad to be here, and I just uh, really want to um, uh, just give a shout to um, uh, Pastor Brad and Lisa and to uh, Amy and Rachel and everybody else on the team here for making it possible for us to come and join with you and get to meet our brothers and sisters on this side of the world. Amen? And we are family, aren't we? Aren't we? And uh, I love how the, uh, because of the Holy Spirit, because of Jesus, we're just automatically united. Isn't it interesting that, that you're, you're just, there's a unity. The minute you say Jesus, you're like, okay, we're, we're, we're family. <laughs> so, and, uh, and so I am just very excited to be here and be able to um, uh, participate in, in what God is doing here and be an agent and an agency of, of grace for what God is doing here in this zone in, in you, in the places where you live. Um, because I believe that this is a divine appointment. I believe that this is a set time. This is a time, a window that God has appointed to bring, uh, to, to make a deposit inside of you um, that's going to last and impact for generations. It's going to impact your legacy. It's going to impact uh, your family. It's going to impact the places where you live. And if you believe that, okay, then you're going to receive something that you didn't expect to receive. Uh, you know, if you believe that, you will step into an unknown, but you will lay hold of something that previously was not known to you. And you'll begin to encounter things that you thought you would never encounter, but God said it's for you. It's for you. And you have to believe that. It's for you. Okay? And so, so um, I, I wanted to just kind of do some teaching first because I feel that at least where, where I live, one of the things that we're noticing, and we're going to have to be very conscientious to, to bring a partnership um, and a marriage with the gifts of the Spirit and the, the written Word of God. There has to be good teaching um, because we're noticing that there's uh, an experiential, um, there's a desire for experience, but not necessarily the foundation of why that experience is happening. And when we, we don't have the written word underneath everything that we do that's supernatural, then we become um, uh, uh, Christian diviners and <laughs> Christian psychics. And, you know, we begin to step into those realms because we have not anchored uh, the supernatural to the written word. And so I think it's very important that as you dive into the supernatural realms of God, that you have a strong foundation in the word of God because that keeps you anchored at, keeps your, keeps your feet on the ground as you're soaring into the heavenlies, so to speak, and soaring into the, the, the realms of the spirit. And so I want to do some teaching for uh, that reason. And so we're going to, this is a prophetic conference, so we're going to talk about the prophetic and we're going to learn about the prophetic, and we're going to be activated in the prophetic. Can I hear an amen? amen? Okay, because I don't believe in learning and not doing. We need to not, and th this is like, this is like, um, uh, this is like a lab, you know? And so when we begin to do activations, then you can go ahead and step into that anointing, because he, he's going to meet you at your point of faith. He's going to meet you at your desire, and you're going to step into some of these activations. You're going to see that God is going to speak to you. 
And you're going to begin to discover that he's going to speak to you accurately, not only accurately, but with the anointing, and people are going to encounter the Lord because of what you're going to bring to them in this, in this time, this weekend. Um, and so, so I want to talk uh, about, first off, about the gift of prophecy. Now, how many have been in any training at all in regards to um, the gift of prophecy? How many have not been in any training before we go? Okay, that's good. We have a good, good blend here. So for some of you, this might be a little bit foundational. We'll just kind of keep progressing um, uh, depending on how quickly people are absorbing um, what's being taught, and we'll just kind of move that way, okay? But I think it's important for everybody to get on the same page um, here tonight. We just start with the, the, same, uh, the same foundation and, and start there. And so first thing we want to ask is what is prophecy? What, what is it? Because there's a lot of ideas about prophecy. Um, if you have not been around it, the, the concept that's usually in your mind is that there, you know, is of the Old Testament prophet telling you you're in sin and get right with God, right? And having incredible signs and wonders all at the same time to scare the, the, the pants off of you, you know? And so, so many times that is our concept of prophets, is that that old, angry, God is mad at you type of person, and so, so you say, you know, um, uh, w- that is something because we, we are now in the New Testament, the message has changed. Because back in the Old Testament, the message was, you know, um, uh, that the prophets would bring was to uh, get right with God again, you know, repent of your sins. And so in the, in the New Testament, it's still a message of reconciliation, okay, but it's a message that is laced with grace, it really is. It's first and four off, first and foremost, excuse me, a message that is laced with grace. And so there's, there's an element of love to it. There's a, a, there's a drawing in to Jesus. You know, and, and there's, 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 there's something to that. It's, I'm not saying that a prophet might not ever address the, the, the sinfulness of a region or, or something like that. I'm not saying that that's, that's not ever going to happen. But, but it really is, first and foremost, um, a, a message of love to the people. And it's so revelatory that it shocks you into relationship with him. And so prophecy in its simplest form is a communication from God to a person through a person. Just in its basic form. It's a communication from God to a person through a person. Um, it can be about the future, you know. It can be about the future. Um, it, it, we are saying what God is saying. We are also made to hear God accurately and to speak for God accurately. And that's one of the biggest challenges and the things that you have to really reconcile with yourself is that you hear God accurately and you speak for God accurately. And I remember in the beginning stages when I was learning, you know, about this gift, I had to really talk to myself and say, I am accurate. You say, well, well, that might be full of fluff. No, I had to really talk to myself that I am accurate and, and convince myself of what God believed about me, that I am made to hear God and I am made to speak for God. And that, and that he works out accuracy in your life, okay? And, and so, you know, my, my roots in the prophetic are very simple. It's, it's I got saved, 
I gave my life to Jesus quite by accident. I had no intention of being a Christian at all. And, and I went to my uncle's church because we were having a rough time as a family. And you do things when you're desperate that you wouldn't normally do. So we go to this church, this Pentecostal crazy church, like the strict version. And, um, you know, the ladies didn't wear makeup, and, you know, the men were very well shaven. They said it was being holy, you know, a really strict version. And everybody's running around the church with hankies, really old-fashioned, vintage, you know, (laughs) classic Pentecostal, okay, stuck in the 50s, you know, (laughs) um, and everything. And and, um, um, the presence of Jesus came upon my life right there in the service. And I knew it was him. I knew. I had no intention of getting saved. I had no intention of being a Christian, and Jesus met me there. And so one of the, I call them the holy ladies, and um, she came and she sat by me because I was crying. And she said, would you like to give your life to Jesus? And I didn't quite know what that meant at the time. I just knew it, was, it sounded right. And so I said the, what we call the sinner's prayer, you know, and I meant it with all my heart. And then she said, would you like to get baptized in the Holy Spirit? Now, um, I didn't know wh- exactly what she meant by that, but I said, okay. And so she prayed for me. She laid hands on me. I began to speak in my prayer language. And so, you know, and, and so that's where it all began. And I didn't know about prophecy. I didn't know about the gift of prophetic. I, all I knew is that God would speak to me. That's all I knew. And so this is what's interesting is um, I joined a Christian club uh, on the campus of my college, and um, there was a young man there. Uh, his name was Ron, or his name is Ron, and so, you know, we, we got to know each other, we were friends, and the Lord actually spoke to him, and, and this is interesting, he spoke to him and said, you're going to marry that girl. Now, he's a very wise person, he always has been, he still is today, <laughs> uh, and um, uh, he was really concerned about that, because I had just got saved, so I was pretty wild, you know, still, well, hadn't all shaken off of me yet, you know, and so, so he was really concerned about that, and he didn't say a word. He didn't go up to me and said, God told me to tell you that we're going to get married, you know. That's really foolish. And um, so he, he, he held that back. And then the Lord spoke to me, but he had a different message. And the Lord spoke to me, and I went up to him, and I said, God told me to tell you he really showed you who your wife is going to be. <laughs> I didn't know it was me. I had no idea. You see, that's the thing about the prophetic. It can get you married, <laughs> you know, in such a way that it's not manipulated, okay? And so don't you want the prophetic to work just for that reason? <laughs> all right, all right. Um, and so um, we've been married uh, 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 21 years. And so, so anyway, and we've been in ministry the entire time of our marriage. And so that's all I knew about the prophetic. I, I just knew that God spoke to me. That's all I knew. And when God spoke to me, he, he was actually accurate. <laughs> God is accurate. And he speaks to us accurately. And you're made to hear God's voice accurately. And if you will reconcile that with, within yourself, you will actually connect to his voice very, very easily. All right. And so we also know something about the prophetic that when we give a prophetic word, meaning I'm speaking to you because God has spoken to me to speak to you, that it is a word that edifies, it's a word that comforts, 
and it's a word that encourages. That's 1 Corinthians 14.3. Okay, so let's say that all together. It edifies, <laughs> it, ex- it uh, exhorts, and it encourages. I have, I have a different version that I wrote here. Edify, exhorts, encourage. Um, and so, so uh, it basically, by the time that person has is, is heard you, the fruit of that word is that they are built up. The fruit of that word is that they are encouraged, exhorted. The fruit of that word is that they are comforted. Now, sometimes we start going places in the prophetic that's a little bit uncomfortable in the moment. But I'm talking about the fruit of the word, the outcome of the word, is that they have been built up, they have been encouraged, they have been comforted, they've been brought near to God, not drawn away from him. So prophecy is typically about the future. I have a, a word here uh, from the Strong's uh, concordance, uh, prof, proftia, P-R-O-P-H-T-E-I-A in the Greek. Um, it says properly what is clarified beforehand. Um, it says prophecy, which involves divinely empowered foretelling, which is asserting the mind of God, or foretelling, which is prediction. Okay, and so that's a word um, uh, in the Strong's that is used like in 1 Corinthians 12.10 to another the working of miracles to another prophecy, which would be that word that talks about foretelling, that word that talks about um, foretelling, or 1 Corinthians 13.2, it says, and though I have the gift of prophecy, though I can, by, because God has spoken to me, foretell something or foretell something, foretelling is a prophetic word that says what is going to happen, and Foretelling is a prophetic word that causes something to happen. Foretelling says what is going to happen. Foretelling causes something to happen. That means I will prophesy under the anointing, and that anointing will cause something to be created. Okay? Ezekiel and the the dry bones. Ezekiel and the dry bones. He began to prophesy. I'm hearing something. What is that? That's amazing. Okay. <laughs> it almost, every time I go to a new place, it rains like this. It's the, weird, it's the weirdest thing. It happens every single time. So, uh, <laughs> you know, if I go to a fork, I, I could, I've had this pattern pretty much everywhere I go. Um, so, <laughs> someone tell me what it means. <laughs> so, rain of his presence. Okay, we'll say that. Um, but anyway, so, so foretelling, uh, like Ezekiel, means I, I prophesied it under an unction, an, an unction of the Spirit, and it caused the future to happen. I foretold something that God is already in the mind of God. He's already determined it is going to happen no matter even if I said it or not. You say, well, how do I know the difference? Oftentimes you don't until after you've said it. Oftentimes you don't know until after you've said it, Okay. Um, I'll share a, t- uh, a story from a man here named uh, Tyler. Uh, Tyler gave a prophetic word to a lady in our church. He didn't know her. He told her she couldn't be beaten, and there were circumstances in her life that tried to take her out, that she was an overcomer, and that God was giving her joy to overcome any circumstance. And then uh, Tyler told her that she would be a testimony to others that are going through the fire. And little did he know that this woman almost died in the hospital one year prior to him giving her that word uh, with viral meningitis. And the condition was so severe that she had to relearn to walk. And she shared that God had helped her through that season with visions of Jesus on the throne, laughing. 
And it was a powerful confirmation of God's redemptive power in life and how he will use her uh, to help others. Now I just, oh, good, there's a clock back there. Um, so who can prophesy? That's a question we want to settle. We want to settle that question. Who can prophesy? Have you ever been, I don't know how it is here, but I know back home it used to be where you be in your church, there's always two older ladies who would prophesy, and they'd be the only ones, you know. <laughs> you know, for some reason, it was just the two older ladies, and they were accurate, and, like, they could prophesy, you know, your, the hair off your head, you know, and they always knew when you sinned. <laughs> they always knew. They knew, okay, when you did something you shouldn't do, and you could not fake it around them, okay? The two, there's always the two older ladies. And so then consequently, we would get it into our minds, well, they're the special people, and God uses them, and we've kind of, they'd be kind of our go-to, you know, when you, when you need help. But, but we would never think, because of that, we would never really think that that's what God would have us to do because, you know, we've profiled it. we profiled the prophetic, two older women. If I'm not an older woman, spiritual, then I'm not a candidate, you know? And so, so that's very, very typical. But here's what I want to tell you, that if you are a believer in Christ, you can prophesy. Okay? If you're a believer in Christ, you can prophesy. Acts 2, 17 and 18, it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And all my men servants and all my maidservants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. So how many here are the sons and the daughters? Right. You're the sons and the daughters. So it is, it is within your benefits package, okay, <laughs> being in Christ to prophesy, okay? He said, well, you might not be prophesying yet, but it's, the promise is there. Okay, it, it, is with, it is within your reach. It's within your grasp. Uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 7 to 10, many of us know this. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Okay, to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of knowledge, uh, excuse me, the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healings by the same Spirit. To another, working in miracles. To another, prophecy. Okay, that's that word, that, I, that Greek word I just told you about. To another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. Now, this, this passage is, is predicated or preceded, or I said that wrong, um, it, by that whole concept of, you know, well, it's, it's, the, it's one spirit and that he distributes to each one as he wills. And so what we get hung up on was, you know, is as he wills. That's where we get hung up. Well, maybe he doesn't will. Maybe he doesn't want it. Maybe he doesn't, you know, okay? And we get hung up on that, you know, and we, we look for excuses. We look for outs. But then you jump over to 1 Corinthians um, 14.1. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy, okay? Pursue love. Now, first thing I want to point out to you is that when you desire spiritual gifts, you're pursuing love. You've got to understand that. When you desire spiritual gifts, you are pursuing love. Because to actually flow in any of those gifts, okay, is a breakthrough for somebody else. And to deny that in our world because, you know, I don't know, we, we go to a church that doesn't believe in that or we don't think it's for me or that's for the special people, you know, all the little outs 
that we give ourselves to not be a 1 Corinthians 12, 7 to 10 person in any dimension, that's not pursuing love. It's not. And then it says, especially that you may prophesy. Especially. Why is prophecy elevated? It's elevated. And I don't know what happens here, but I know back home it seems like everybody can prophesy. Everybody. Like people like, you know, because of their lifestyle, they shouldn't be prophesying in my opinion. And yet still God anoints them. All right? It, it's the strangest thing that that gift has so much permission on it, so much permission. The rest of these gifts, I don't see as much permission from the Holy Spirit because if everybody had the gift of faith, we would wreck the world with that because when the gift of faith comes on you, you can do anything. You can call out anything, okay, and it will come to pass, all right, and, and some of these other things. But prophecy, especially, he elevates that. Why? Why does he elevate that? What is so powerful about prophecy? Well, let's think of who God is. He's the word. Now, the Bible is done. He's, he, he, he breathed that. It's God breathed, and it's, you know, it's our, it's our foundation for everything. But he's still the word, and because of the nature of who he is, he's still speaking. He wants to speak to you. He wants to speak to everybody, and he can't stop speaking. He just keeps on speaking. God's the word, always, always talking. And then the thing about the prophetic, which is very interesting, is you, you know, go back into the Old Testament, and there was a time in um, Saul's life when the prophet Samuel said, you're going to meet a group of prophets. And when you meet that group of prophets, you're going to prophesy like them. And you're going to be changed into another person. And everything that the prophet Samuel said came to pass. Saul met the group of prophets. He began to prophesy with them. And he changed into another person. So here's what I have learned. Is that when you get around prophetic people, even if you've never prophesied, you will have the faith to prophesy. You will begin to prophesy. The other thing is, it changes you. Something about the prophetic anointing changes you. You say, well, into what? Into the person you're supposed to be. I wish Saul would have continued with the prophets. He might have had a different outcome. He, might have, I, 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 he needed that prophetic anointing on his life. Okay? And so when the church begins to prophesy is when not only the church begins to transform, but their cities begin to transform. Their nations begin to transform. Because that anointing is transforming. It's, it's, it has a, a, a res- restoration element on it. It has a, um, you know, it, it, it causes people who, who were nobodies to become heroes. It, it's, it's, just, it's an amazing thing what the prophetic anointing does when it's just allowed in, in, in the room. And you begin to change. This is why I know you're not going to be the same person by the time this weekend's over. I already know that. You will be a very different person by the time this is all done because of what, just simply what the prophetic anointing does. And so Romans 12, 6 is having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. Let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. And so what we are learning is that you will prophesy in proportion to your faith. 
So if you don't believe it's for you, or you don't believe that, that you can do it, you don't have confidence, you won't, you won't prophesy. But if you believe that it is for you, and you believe that, that, that if you step out in faith, God will give you a word, then the Holy Spirit will meet you right there. Because God is looking for men and women who will be his mouthpieces. <clears throat> and so we know that we all can prophesy. Then the next question we want to ask ourselves is, where do I prophesy? Where do I prophesy? I think this is a, a good question to answer. Well, we prophesy everywhere. Everywhere. Not just in church. We prophesy everywhere. You say, well, that's going to make me the freak. <laughs> Not if you learn just some interpersonal communication <laughs> skills. It's the truth. You know, people go to psychics for a reason, because they want to know the future. <laughs> you know what's amazing is when you go to a person and say, I had this dream about you. Now, I learned the hard way that I should, as a woman, should not say that to a male. <laughs> I had no idea they thought that. I, I, <laughs> I was like, okay. So I learned that one, or preface it, you know. Um, <laughs> and then... Um, and I, and I learned that people really want to know what God thinks about them. And when I, I was in, do you have, um, you have like Jamba Juice here? No? You have like um, little juice places, yeah? Okay, all right. So I was in one of those little juice places, you know, <laughs> and there was um, a, a, a man and a woman there. They were young. And the Lord spoke to me about them. I, I don't know who they are at all. And he spoke to me about them. And so I went up to him and I said, I said, you know, um, God speaks to me sometimes about people, and he told me something good about you. Do you want to know what it is? And he's like, yeah. And I said, well, and I started to tell him about, you know, he's a, he's a businessman. Uh, the Lord's talking to him about business. And, you know, and I made sure that I brought Jesus into it because you have to be careful to distinguish yourself from a psychic, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and so I, I'm telling him this. And, and he was just, like, really in awe, you know, of what that God would would speak to him through a stranger in the in the juice store and then word got back to me much later that he actually opened his tattoo shop <laughs> you know because he he was on the fence about it and because of that he opened his tattoo shop and um, he actually went into business because a woman he didn't know heard the Lord and encouraged him from the Lord to start the business amen now again you want to make sure that you always distinguish yourself from the psychic. This is going to be something you're going to have to do. Um, for example, sometimes I'll get, um, and this isn't typical, but sometimes I'll get a word for somebody because I don't know how to explain it. I'll see something on their hands, and I don't really know how to explain how I know what I know, but I, I'll just know something about a person because I'll see it on their hands. Like, uh, like I, would see so I would see something on the person's hands, you know, and I, I'd be like, hey, I said, God is showing me something about you, and I'm not prophesying right now. I'm just, this is, this is a demo, okay? Um, something about you, about, you know, and I could see your hand. I, I said, um, uh, are you an artist, you know, or something like that? But then they will always turn their hands up because they want me to read their palm. And then I'll turn their hands back down. 
And I'll say, no, no, it's on this side, you know. <laughs> and then I'll just tell them what God is saying. And so, but I'll make sure, like, I won't fall into the reading the palm thing. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm very careful to distinguish the difference. <coughs> okay. So where do I prophesy? I prophesy everywhere. Um, the Apostle Paul, he provides, he provided prophetic guidance to the centurion and the soldiers on the ship, not in the synagogue, on the ship, in the midst of crisis, on the ship. Um, when I used to work in a secular world, um, the Lord, for, for whatever reason, he would, he would give me dreams about things that are going on in the job. Like I would know problems and I would know solutions, I would know outcomes. And so my, my boss, he was, um, uh, you know, and this is, I'll have to confess something here. Um, first of all, um, uh, I didn't really like my boss, okay? <laughs> I thought he was weak. <laughs> I thought he was a weak boss. And I, I, I wasn't as sanctified as I was now, and I would, um, I would uh, call him noodle spine behind his back. <laughs> and, you know, I just, uh, you know, I just didn't feel he was a very strong person. Um, <laughs> so, and then I could not understand why the Lord would give me words to solve problems for, for him. And like the Lord kept being good to him and making me the mouthpiece, you know, and I was just like, he's such a noodle spy. I don't know why, <laughs> why you would do this. And so, but the Lord kept continually doing that and, um, um, averting things that would, would, would hurt him, you know, that would not help him on the job. <laughs> and it, but I had this, this opinion, <laughs> In, inside of me about my boss, but God had a different opinion. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? <laughs> because because, because how, how God was favoring somebody and wanted to speak to somebody that I didn't favor. And, if, and that was a lesson for me that, that I, cannot, I cannot segment the gifts of the Spirit based on my personal preference. That God loves people and he wants to speak to them all whether I like them or not. And this is where it gets really tricky is when it's like um, a crooked businessman and God has a good word for them. <laughs> when it is a crooked politician, an evil ruler, and yet God wants to get in their world and he's not rebuking them for their, for their sin because that's not what they can handle right, right there. And he chooses you to be the mouthpiece, and you're like, but I hate them. <laughs> I don't like them. And yet God does, and he's like, you, you're going to say it the way I, I say it. <laughs> you guys Okay. <laughs> So, where do I prophesy? Everywhere. I prophesy everywhere. And you want to get it out of the church. You want to get it out the door. And, and you'd be shocked. People are so hungry to know what God thinks about them. They're so hungry. They're so desperate to know what God thinks about them. And, and, and to just even to stop them and say, God just told me something good about you. Do, do you want to know what it is? It, it shocks them, and they, they, they'll look at you funny. They will think you're crazy, but they'll listen. So when should I prophesy? Let's talk about that. When should I prophesy? <laughs> when you know you have a prophetic word from God, you want to look for the right timing and opportunity to release it, all right? 
Romans 8.14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. But here's what I want to tell you. Don't become so self-conscious about the timing that you never release a prophetic word to anybody. Again, I'm not sure how it is here, but I know back home we have this thing about, you know, you, you need to do it at the right timing. You need to, you know, it needs to be the right timing, the right timing, right place. Okay, there's like this, almost like this confining element to it. Um, don't be so self-conscious about the timing that you never release a prophetic word. You want to look for an opening to release that word. But I learned from the Chinese that if the door is locked, then find a window. You see, Jesus never waited for perfect condition conditions to minister. He just did it. Okay? He just did it. Now, it's still not a good idea to interrupt a church service or interrupt perhaps a business meeting with a prophetic word unless, of course, it's your church service or your business meeting. All right? So that's, you know, that's like, use your head. <laughs> now, why should I prophesy? Why should I prophesy? Prophecy, the gift of prophecy, the prophetic word, it builds the church and it builds people. Supernaturally. It builds the church and it builds people supernaturally. See, God created everything with the word and he's still creating in like manner. Proverbs 29, 17 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Vision in the Hebrew, um, uh, again, I don't speak Hebrew, but it's C-H-A-Z-O-W-N, Chazown. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a dream, it's a revelation, it's an oracle, it's a vision. Where there is no dream, revelation, oracle, or vision, the people perish. Think about that, okay? The people will perish. Um, if we don't have a prophetic revelation from God, we will perish. You have to have a prophetic word over your life. Do you have a prophetic word over your life? Do you know what's up ahead because God has spoken it to you somehow, some way? Does your church have a prophetic word? Does your city have a prophetic word? Does your nation have a prophetic word? Without a prophetic revelation, you will perish. I've been challenging people back home. They haven't caught this yet. I said, the Lord is saying that you need to see, seed, and prophesy into the next 100 years. And I've been challenging about 100 years. But we're on these cycles, these marketing cycles that every season everything changes and becomes brand new. And, like, people can't see past the next week. I was like, how, if you can't see the next 100 years, you won't have it. That takes, that takes a whole different mentality, okay? Can you see what's going to happen down your family line? Have you called out the legacy on your children even though you don't have any? Have you called out your grandchildren even though you don't have any? You're not even married. Without a vision, people perish. There will be nothing. You have to create it with the word because you heard from God. God always speaks to his prophets first before it takes place. But if we're not hooked up, if we don't have faith for the prophetic word, you will have no future. Are you okay? <laughs> so how do I prophesy? You know, there's a lot of ways 
to release the prophetic word um, through us. And, and again, the point is, it's communication between God and someone, you know, with you uh, being the vehicle of communication. Now, most of the time, you're going to prophesy in a conversational way. Most of the time. There's, there's other ways, a lot of other ways, because God speaks through everything. That, that's one of the things we'll, we'll learn about the Lord, you know, as we, as we move forward, is that he, wherever he can find an opportunity to communicate, he will take that opportunity, and he communicates in very unusual ways, okay? But for here, for now, God's, God's speak, when you speak for the Lord, it'll be conversational most of, most of the time. And so when we prophesy, when we begin to say what God is saying, we're going to communicate what God is communicating, ministering his word, okay? You're, you're going to prophesy within your level of authority. That's important. Prophesy within your level of authority. Because when you prophesy to a friend, then you approach them like a friend. But if it's someone who has more authority than you, then you approach that person humbly. If it's someone or a group you have oversight for, you can take more liberty about when and how you prophesy. So think of that. Like my daughter, when she was in preschool, now I'm her mother. Okay, I'm going to take a lot of liberty. All right, and, you know, I've, I've uh, built into her that she's a daughter of God, she's a princess, you know, all those things. And I remember it just flew out my mouth. It's amazing that the Holy Spirit will speak to your three-year-old. And I looked over my shoulder at the stoplight, and I looked behind me, and I looked at my daughter in the back seat, and I said, Christiana, I said, um, a princess, when her friends are doing the wrong thing, a princess does not do what her friends do. And she confessed everything right there. <laughs> And it just flew out my mouth, okay? But I have liberty. I have liberty with my own child, okay? I don't have the same liberty with Donald Trump. <laughs> okay? I don't have the same liberty. If that ever opened me, and it's strange, I have friends who prophesied to him, you know? It's like the Lord just opened the door. It was amazing. Um, and and he's, he actually receives the, the prophetic word. He likes charismatics more than non. It's, it's really interesting. He, he doesn't really care for the traditionalists. He, he likes the charismatic. Um, uh, but the thing is, I would have to approach that humbly if the Lord ever opened that door because that's not my realm of authority. I have, to, I have to operate within my realm of authority. Okay, many times we get in trouble or we lose the impact of the word because we, we prophesy outside of our realm of authority. You know, we don't use our head. We don't think, think about my delivery to this person. I, I you know, I, I, I absorbed too much or I became too, um, um, uh, uh, too domineering with them, okay? So we want to we think through that. Um, you want to communicate the prophetic word according to the level of revelation that you received it, okay? So if you had a dream, say you had a dream. If you had an impression, say you had an impression. If you had a vision, say you had a vision. If, if an angel visited you, then say an angel visited you because each level of revelation has a different impact. And so we want to be, if we want to preserve that word, we have to deliver it in the way God delivered it to us. We can't embellish. We can't add to it. Um, uh, we can't make it bigger than it is. You see what I'm saying? We give it the way God gave it to us. 
All right. And if you begin to really preserve the integrity of the prophetic word, God will increase that in your world. He will increase the authority and the anointing of the prophetic in your world, and it'll begin to grow. Um, we stop speaking when God has stopped speaking. <laughs> and then we demonstrate love, dignity, and humility in our body language and tone. And this is where prophets go off is because that humility thing isn't there. They start hearing God accurately, and then they get full of themselves. They get full of pride. And they begin to dominate and, and manipulate with the use of the prophetic word. Okay? So we have to keep a humble heart. Um, and we have to, keep, we have to demonstrate uh, uh, love. Uh, this story comes in from Jay. Jay said, my family come over as I watch television with my uncle. The Lord spoke clearly to me about him and his wife. I shared with them what the Lord was speaking, that they would become pastors. Um, they didn't take me seriously, and I just let it drop. Six months later, I received a phone call from my uncle. He and his wife had just been ordained as pastors, and they were shocked that God had already let them know ahead of time. So what do I prophesy? What do I prophesy? 1 Corinthians 14, 3. But he who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. That's the version I like. Edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. All right? So as a beginner, we struggle to discern what God is saying or not saying about a person. Sometimes it feels like we have nothing to say. It really does. You, you, you know, you get put into, let's say, a prophetic team, and now you have to have a word. Like, you can't not have a word. And that's what we tell our teams. Like, you can't not have a word. This is your ministry. Okay? Hear God. Figure it out, you know? And then we, we won't let them make it up. So, I mean, no pressure, but you need to hear God. <laughs> and um, other people, they get overwhelmed with volumes of information. That's a whole other problem. They get overwhelmed with volumes of information, information that doesn't make sense. It's like, what do I do with this? You know, I saw an eagle in a tree, and a car honked, and God was in that, and somebody shut a door, and God was in that too. What does any of that mean? Who's it for? I don't know. <laughs> and so, so we begin to learn, you know, um, you'll learn that God will, there will be some, some things that you will prophesy into a lot. And if you can kind of figure that out, that'll be your baseline. For example, many times I call people into their destiny, what God has for them, what their work is, occupation, um, what their gifts and callings are. That's kind of like my first thing. <laughs> and I'm always scanning, like, what do they do? What do they do? What do they do? <laughs> you know, scanning any group. And that's very typical. Some of you, you will call the person's next season. Some of you, it'll be what the Lord wants to comfort them about. Okay? Um, for some of you, it will be what the Lord wants to deliver them from. And that will be like kind of, you know, what you very typically will prophesy into. Um, uh, and, and, and then we're going to actually learn some activations this weekend. If you take good notes, you'll have kind of a, um, I'm, I'm going to show you a book. I forgot it tonight. But I have this book by John Eckhart, and it's called um, Prophetic Activations. Whenever I get stuck, I just open the book and point. <laughs> and whatever exercise that is, that's the one I use <laughs> because it really works. 
all right? And so um, and we'll actually do a bunch of a- activations this weekend. But, um, and, and so what we have to understand is that, that God has something to say, but sometimes we're not focused and, and we're not targeted. And, and if we can have kind of a, a focus, then that'll help you to not get uh, a feel like you don't have anything to say or you can't tap in or tune into what God is saying. All right, um, Cindy Lunt, she shares a story. She says, I was at the Day of the Dead Festival in Boston, okay, um, and she was there to minister, not to participate. Uh, the first person that came to us for ministry, because they had a table, okay, asked us to conjure up their dead brother. We said no, of course, and explained that Jesus is our mediator, and we're going to speak to you from him. We then began to speak to her about her daughter and felt we needed to release hope to her for that relationship. It turned out that she hadn't seen her daughter in years. She responded that she'd been to many mediums, <laughs> but no one was accurate as what she was experiencing right then and there. And that's typical of Cindy. So she went to the Day of the Dead Festival, and basically those people were there, you know, to contact their dead relatives. And so, so uh, uh, they intervened, <laughs> you know, with the truth. All right. How do we receive the gift of prophecy? Well, we ask the Holy Spirit for the gift of prophecy. We know based on his word that we are to desire spiritual gifts. We know that if we ask him, that, that if we ask God for something, that he will gladly give to us again. We know that God wants to communicate through us. So it's real simple. We can ask God um, to give us that gift. We can also have people lay hands on us to impart that gift. And we'll be doing that uh, uh, many times this weekend. We, we, we can ask somebody or we can have people pray for us uh, to receive the gift. Uh, we can receive the gift by faith. Like I said, you just, you just decide that with a partnership of the Holy Spirit based on his work, we're going to prophesy now and he will meet you there. Okay, there's lots of ways to receive uh, the gift of prophecy, but I'm going to have you stand up right now. Let's do a quick activation. You want to do that? You want to do that? Okay. All right. <coughs> so this will be really, really simple. How, how many have given a prophetic word before? Raise your hand. Good. How many have not given a prophetic word before? Okay, if you're here. Okay, so I think uh, this will this will be good. Okay, so what we're gonna do is um, we're gonna prophesy to uh, body parts. Okay, we're gonna prophesy to body parts. Uh, you say, well, what, uh, what do you mean by that? Okay, so I want you to turn to a partner, and I want you to prophesy to their feet. What is what would God say to their feet? What would He say? Now you might you want to think through in your mind. You want to think through in, in your mind, what, is God, what does the Bible say about feet? How pleasant, right? Good and pleasant? Yeah. Those who share the good news, okay? What about, what about um, uh, he makes their feet like, like Heinz feet, right? What are some other things about feet? Yes, yes. Okay, what else? Y- what? Holy ground, okay. So b- uh, the burning bush, you know, the, the, uh, the holy ground and everything. There's lots of scriptures about feet. Did you know God has something to say about feet? He has something to say. So with that knowledge, now you can ask the Holy Spirit, what would you say about this person's feet? And you're going to get an impression inside. Maybe a scripture is going to roll up. Maybe you'll get an image in your mind, 
And whatever that is, begin to speak to that. You might want to, you could put your hands on their feet and actually begin to speak to their feet. Okay, let's take a few minutes to do that. How's everybody doing? How's everybody doing? Did we get a chance to prophesy to feet? Who who gave a prophetic word? You like you really felt like God spoke to you about their feet, like like something connected when you did that. Who 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 does anybody want to share what God spoke to you about their feet? Bring your partner up and let's Let's talk through it. Let's, let's bring it before the group. Who would like to do that? Come on. Come on. Yes, come on. What? Okay, okay. Come on up. Come on up here. Right. Okay, so, okay, talk about it. Who wants to, who wants to share? Come on. Okay. All right. Um, I was actually prophesying over Glenda, and I, I had it even before I started, and I just, like, almost wanted to dismiss it because it was like, your feet are too small. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't, no, 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 I can't be you. That's just off the bed. And it's, no, your feet are too small. And it's like, and then it was like, grow your feet. Grow your feet. And so I, I, I just ministered to them basically say, Papa, would you grow her feet? And now, Glenda, you want to fill in the gap? So about four weeks ago, I had a dream of God giving me a new pair of shoes. He took me to... <laughs> a shoe shop, and he was giving me a new pair of shoes. And then um, ab- about three weeks ago, I or two weeks ago, he said to me to stop buying my shoes at Salvo's. <laughs> and then on Monday at prayer, <laughs> he gave me a word to confirm that he was giving me new things. <laughs> That's powerful. That's so powerful. Come on up. Come on up. Why don't you share? Um, she basically just said God's um, showing me that I'll go to the Pine Mountains. And uh, I got... His feet have been created to climb mountains. Which is cool is cool in the spiritual sense, but also physically. I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis about like a year and a half ago, and I've got this dream to go over to South America, Machu Picchu, and climb the, the thing there. <laughs> so that was really cool, I thought. Hey, why don't we stretch your hands out towards him? Let's let's uh, let's see healing, okay? Heavenly Father, we just thank you for perfect healing. We command that arthritis to go out of his body. Get out! Get out! Get out! Jesus' name, we command your healing in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Heavenly Father, head to toe. Healing, freedom. <sighs> there it is. See, it's, it's just starting. You can stay in that as long as you need. No rushing. We don't have to rush anything. We just stay. Thank you, Lord. Come on, just keep praying. Come on, something's happening here. Keep praying. Lord, just thank you. He's a mountain climber. He's a mountain climber. <laughs> He's a mountain climber. He's a sign and a wonder. He's a mountain climber. 
Thank you. Oh, Lord, just perfect healing, perfect health. Perfect healing. In Jesus' name. Lord, you, you love this man. You're for him. <laughs> You're his strength. He, uh, he runs and he's not weary. He, he walks and he's not faint. <laughs> he's renewed in strength. He's, he mounts up with wings like eagles. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So good. Thank you, Lord. I just feel the peace of God and the joy of the Lord. Amen. And you can stay. If you're feeling the anointing, you can just stay in that. There's absolutely no rush um, in in all of that. And <coughs> I'm going to have you stand up again. And he's going to be doing what he needs to do. Now, with a partner, I want to begin to prophesy to the shoulders. To the shoulders. Now, what does God say about shoulders in his Bible? What, is, what does he say? Yeah, about strength and government. What else? His yoke is easy. Yeah, his burden is like All sorts of things that God says in his written word about shoulders. So God has something to say about shoulders. So let's ask the Lord what he has to say to your partner about shoulders. Let's see what happens, okay? See, we're already, it's ar- see how e- it's opening up already. Amen? Okay, let's go. Okay, who has, who prophesied to the shoulders? Who in the room prophet? Some of you are still prophesying, giving what you believe God is speaking. And so we want to we want to test it out. Okay. Now, who who gave a prophetic word about shoulders? Anybody in the room? Nobody. Look like you all were doing it. Okay. Okay. So. So who who did that? Who 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 shared something they believe God spoke to you, and it was significant, like like it really hit that that party. Who wants to share? I'll take a couple people. Who wants to come up here and share? Come on up and share. Let's talk about it. Come on up. Okay. Talk about what happened. Um, well, I do know her very well, and. Um, I saw her shoulder to shoulder with her husband and um, actually with the feet, I saw her, that the feet would take her to places and she'd have an authority that she's going to go where she's going to walk, she's not expecting to walk and then it's all, I think it's connected because I saw her shoulder to shoulder with her husband, not one in front and not one behind but shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. What an anointing. <laughs> you, feel the, you feel the anointing, eh? Yeah. Okay. What, what was your thought about that? Yeehaw. <laughs> I get excited. Okay. Yeah. So you felt like that was really something God was sharing. Okay, you confirm that. That's good. Is there another person who would like to share? Thank you so much. Thank you. Give me a hand. Not good. Anybody else? Come on. Okay. And he said, is it this easy? Yeah, it is. 
<laughs> awesome. So, um, with the other what, what's your name? Ah, uh, Letitia. Um, so I saw Tanya with her feet thing as well. I felt like she was shuffling her feet along, and then it was like God put His hands on her feet, and it was like she was walking properly and running the race um, that He set for her. And then as soon as we went to the strength thing, I um, saw a picture of a baseball bat. And it was like God has given her the strength to swing that baseball bat and hit a home run every single time, no matter what curveball came. And then I just saw an image of her running every time she hit that curveball and got a home run. It was like she was running that base to base and hitting like the bases at the pace God wants her. And it was just a home run every single time. So. Wow. What did you think about that? I think it was really quite accurate. Um, I do definitely feel like I'm going like this at the moment. And God's just slows it down in his pace. Um, I think her words about having the strength to hit whatever's coming. Um, I've had three lots of preventative surgeries in the last 18 months. So I haven't been sick, but I've had preventative surgeries. And so obviously from having surgeries, you need to recover the mental and emotional effects of doing that. And it wears you down a bit and everything... You know, these curveballs come just with life, work, children, all these other things are all still in play. And so I think that was quite relevant that you've still got this, you know, you've got the strength to, <laughs> and you're not going like this. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Amen. Thank you so much. Anybody else? Anybody else want to share? One more? Okay. Um, I'm going to have you stand back up. <laughs> okay. Now, this next one, we're going to do another. We're just kind of focus on body parts tonight because <laughs> it's simple. You know, it's simple, and you can connect to it. Now, now we're going to start giving a little instruction, okay? So when you actually speak what you believe God is saying to you, now you are, again, you're going to maybe have an impression in your heart, real simple impression. You might see a picture in your mind. You might have a scripture pop up, you know, um, uh, you may just, it may just come out of you. You know, you don't even know how that w those words came out. Okay, there's a lot of different ways that people receive. So you're going to give that prophetic word. Now, what is prophetic word? It edifies, exhorts, it comforts. Pretty much about the future or it's going gonna, it's gonna to settle something in their life. It's going to bring comfort to them. It's going to bring healing, deliverance, whatever. Okay, um, so then what you want to do, you always want to ask for feedback. And here's what we want to give ourselves permission for, to make a mistake. Okay, and I'll, I'll go more into that later about why it's okay to make a mistake when you give a prophetic word. But if we can actually be honest and we can have grace for each other when we make a mistake, then it all works out in the end. Because you have to start, be, because you have to start learning if you're accurate or not. And if you're not accurate, you need to know it so that you can uh, challenge yourself to, to get sharper, okay? So with your partner, you're going to prophesy to their hands. Prophesy to their hands. What are some things that God says about hands? What are they? He who has clean hands will ascend. Healing, okay? Um, there's lots of things. Uh, you know, you, you, uh, King David, he would wage war with his, with his fingers, so it would be like a musical thing. Um, so, so lots of things in the Bible about hands. So God will probably speak through one of those things in the Bible 
specifically about hands. So with your partner, begin to ask the Lord what he would say and begin to prophesy that. Okay, how many got a chance to prophesy to the hands? How many? Okay, if you're going to prophesy, you have to be honest, okay? Honest, honesty helps the prophetic, okay? If you prophesy to the hands, wave your hand. Just, okay, and, and who would like to share what happened? Who wants to share? Let's take a few people. Okay, come on. Come up here. Okay. What's your name? Carly. Okay. What happened? Um, I saw her hands holding a sword, like a warrior. And also that um, she will be, it's something to do with her work flies. So she, she's going to, I don't know, be a warrior in her work flies. Very strong hands. Okay. Now, notice she said, I saw, I saw a sword. We'll, we'll start pointing those things out. I'm going to start pointing those things out to you. I saw a sword. So how did you see it? Well, when I was looking to her hands, um, I got this picture of an old-time warrior. So, and her, her hand was sold holding an, an old, you know, those old swords, yeah. um, like a vision in, in front of me. Okay. Which is okay. Tell me about that. What, what did you think? Yeah, so a few months ago um, at a prayer service, we were asked to think about God's revelation of who we would be, and I got a vision of a warrior and a healer, mm. and of, like, winning spiritual battles on a horseback with the swords. So. Wow, that's a major confirmation. That's good. That's good. Thank you very much. Okay, who's, who's next? Who wants to share? Who wants to share? Yeah? Yeah, anybody? Nobody? Back here? Okay, come on. Come on. Come on up. Okay. Talk loud. So she saw. Now, did you see it, know it? How did that word come? You saw it. Okay. Okay. You'll start to notice uh, the different ways that God speaks. And I'll actually talk to you about that later. I'll show it to you in, in the Hebrew about how God speaks, you know, uh, where it's all rooted in, in, in everything, those different forms and, and all that. Um, we're going to do a little bit of, uh, I'm going to do a little bit of, uh, prophesying right now and then um uh we're gonna do some um we're gonna do some impartation um so the lady in the um th yes you can i have you stand up please uh you yes ma'am uh why don't you come up here okay um so that what's your name Anne. okay perfect and the intercessor um <laughs> I bet uh, what I what I saw is I saw the the seeds uh, that had all these seeds that had been sown um, over your life, it, the seeds of the kingdom, uh, the seeds of teaching. I see the teacher anointing on you very strongly, but I see um, just a tremendous spreading of seeds in different places, all all over the place. And um, the word I got for you was right out of Proverbs thirty one. Many many have done well. Um, but you've, you've exceeded them all, and that the Lord really endorses you. And um, <laughs> praise the Lord. And, and what, I am, 
what I'm seeing is these seeds are springing forth, uh, uh, bringing forth life in all these different places, the seeds of the word, the seeds of, of good deeds, the seeds of uh, uh, sowing things, just, king, just lots of kingdom sowing. Um, and then what I see is that uh, you're going to go on a, another assignment. Uh, the Lord's speaking about that. He's uh, like separating you. You're going to go on another assignment. And um, he's, he's saying that you're going to mount up with wings like eagles. You're going to run and not be weary. You're going to walk and not faint. And that he's giving you the grace um, for, the, for the next leg of this race that's in your life. Um, and, and that, you know, there's just a continuation and enhancement of these seeds that you sow. <laughs> amen. Praise the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. And uh, worship, the worship leader uh, girl, uh, come, yes, uh, Bethia? Be Bethia. Bethia. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Bethia. All right. That's all. And uh, Nose Skin Pierce, she's a discerner. <laughs> she's, she's. Get to discerning the spirits, okay? You say, well, how, I don't know. I don't know. I just saw the, the nose, okay? So so, I'm like, so she has the, the gift of discerning the spirits, all right? Like she just knows. She knows. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. And so um, what the Holy Spirit is saying is that um, you are in massive preparation, and that he is building your life muscles. He's building your internal world and making you stronger than you ever thought you would need to be strong. Come on. Holy Spirit. It's a good thing you're doing in her. <laughs> he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. He is the author and the finisher of your faith. Uh, your faith will not fail. <laughs> and you're not gonna fail, yes. and you're not gonna you're not gonna get off the path. You're not gonna you're not gonna fall into something you shouldn't fall into. It's none of that is gonna happen for you. Uh, and the Lord literally holds you up with His own hand, and um, uh, you're being trained, you're being prepared because uh, those who are leaders are are trained by the Spirit of God, and so you're in tremendous preparation. Tremendous. And so what's going to happen is you're going to stand in front of the people a lot. <laughs> and so he is, he is putting deep roots into your world. He's going to make sure you're so rooted. Nothing's going to blow you over. And you're a woman who, who is committed. And you are faithful. And you will finish your you will finish your race and you will finish well. Amen. And the 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 girl in the dark hair, yeah, she's in a zone. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so, uh, <coughs> and so um, uh, uh, you are being released from confinements and constrictions and frustrations. You're being released, and I break the spirit of that thing off of you because you have something to say. You have something to give. You have something from God, and they've been in a, an assignment to hold you, and the Lord is releasing you, and you are free. You're so free. You're so free. 
and the, 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 the constriction came because of what is right with you, not because of what's wrong with you. These things are, this, this is, the, you've been in this battle, and it's over the right things that are in you. And the Lord, he fights for you. And so you can rest and trust that, that, that he is fighting for you. And, and y- there's, g- there's like this coming out party uh, coming into your life and this unveiling um, of the glory that God has upon you that he intended uh, before you ever were born. Uh, it, and, and, and there's this, this thing where you're, you're just going to really rise and shine. And so um, uh, his comfort is coming up on you like never before. And you'll comfort the people just like you've been comforted. And there's just, uh, he, he's breaking through on your behalf. And so we just thank you, Lord. She's being free. She's being set free. Set free. And that's something I, I want to bring. If there's anybody here, like you have felt like a confinement, like this constricting thing on you, like something's just held you. Um, and, and it's spiritual. It's not normal. Like uh, maybe in the night you choke. In the night you feel like you suffocate, you choke, you can't breathe. If that's who wants you to come to the front, the Lord's doing something with that this weekend. Yeah, or something like something confines you, like you're you're constricted, suffocated. Um, anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Can't breathe. Like like your breath is challenged. Um, yeah. Uh, you feel like something chokes you at night sometimes? Like a choking feeling? Yeah? Yeah? Anybody else? Now's your time. Anybody else? Yeah. Can we all s- stand up and stretch our hands towards them? Thank you, Lord. Heavenly Father, I just thank you. Just to break the 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 attack, the attack, I just break the attack, I just break that, just break the attack, I just break that, just prophesy freedom, I prophesy deliverance, freedom, 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 confinements are broken off of you, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, you will prophesy, you will prophesy, you will prophesy, confinements are broken now, come on, come on, Coming out, coming out. More, 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 more. I just break, break that off of you right now. You're free, you're free, you're free. I just see you come out. Break that off. Confinements broken. Constrictions broken. Delivered. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. If you're spiritual, okay. Jesus name just break it off. No! No! Um, it may seem strange, but if you have frustration all the time, and like it just comes at you all the time, like you can't get where you need to go. If that's you come to the front, it's a frustration. You can't get where you're supposed to go. There's, there's like it feels like something is there. Something's in the way of you getting where you're supposed to go, and you're frustrated. It's a frustration. This is way more spiritual than you know. Way more, f- this frustration thing. 
And everything I'm telling you right now, every bit of it is connected, okay? Every bit of it is connected. We're going to work through some stuff this weekend. Every bit of it. It's, it's, it's a strange frustration. Like, like, you, like you just can't break through. Deliver. Now! Jesus' name. Break through. Just prophesy your freedom. Prophesy your breakthrough. No constriction. No constriction. Power of God. Shokete. Pa shokete. Power of God. Deliver out of Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Breakthrough. 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 Breakthrough now. Breakthrough. 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 Breakthrough now. Breakthrough. Breakthrough now. Breakthrough. 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 This right here is the beginning of something. Okay? It's the beginning of a deliverance that God is doing, not just with you, but with this region. Breakthrough. Shokete. Shokete. Okay? It, it's the beginning. Breakthrough. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. No confinement. I just speak over everybody here. I break confinement. I break spiritual, demonic confinements off of your life in Jesus' name. I break demonic constrictions. This, this assignment to suffocate you and keep you frustrated, I break it off of your life. In the mighty name of Jesus, we command this spiritual attack to go. We command this thing to end. We end this thing. We slay this thing in Jesus' name. We put it down in the name of Jesus Christ. We take authority over this, and we forbid it from operating against the people of God. In the mighty name of Jesus, let's give the Lord a shout. And so we're going to take some time right now. I believe in impartation. I believe in impartation. And what I'm talking to you right now are the symptoms of a python spirit. They're the symptoms of a python spirit. You say, why a python? Because it takes your breath away, the prophetic breath. And so what happens is we're going to work through this this weekend. Because you're here to prophesy. Because without a prophetic revelation, there's no, there's no hope. There's no future. Do you see what's, what, what the battle is over? You said frustrated? That's a spiritual battle? Here in this region? Yes. Frustrated. Can't break through. I can't seem to get where I'm supposed to go. I feel confined. Here's the rain. Praise the Lord. Oh. And, 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 and it's very spiritual. And so what's going to happen is we're going pro- to begin to prophesy to this. We're going to prophesy freedom in a lot of different directions. And we're going to begin to uproot this thing. And we're going to see a breakthrough. Amen. A breakthrough from what's confined you, from what's constricted you, from what's suffocated you. Because you're supposed to have freedom. 
You're supposed to have, uh, 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 you're, you're supposed to see a, a, a breakthrough in this kind of thing. And so, so something's going to happen here. But what I'm going to begin to do now is I begin to lay hands on anybody who wants hands laid on them to receive either for the first time the gift of the prophetic or to receive an increase of the prophetic anointing on our life. Because this weekend, you can't be the same from when you started. Okay? Okay, so, so if that's you, I'm just going to ask you to make a single file line, and then there'll be another single file line, and we'll somehow, some way, try to orderly do this. Okay? All right. However way we do this, we'll need help. Yeah, okay, we can file through. I'll, you, you, ma you manage. 